Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Nile Nine podcast. It's your podcast about new music and reviews. And uh, I'm your host, Nile Nine, joined by Andrea Cleary. Hello. And we have a special guest this week. It's Sally. Yay. Sally Cinnamon is in the, in the building. Yay for me and you. Yeah, synergy. Synergy between uh, nice loose joints and Nile Nine podcast. There's a, there's a Venn diagram and we're in the center of it, right? Oh. We are pecking away at each other's little sections. <laughs> How are it's we re- this week? It's really nice to be back here, actually. Yeah. It's becoming it's zener and zener. <laughs> it's the new lamp. Yeah, it's the, it's the lighting. It's, yeah. the, it's the lamp. It's the lamp. It's the lamp. And, Lads, it's uh, the lamp of God who takes away the sins <laughs> of the world. I did I did some general tidying up since you were last here. No, it looks really good. Well, and then you know. I was met with a, with a lovely, noisy dog yeah. on the whole... Alfie um, was downstairs, the big lab, um, comes up me. to the office yeah. to sniff around, just yeah. check things He's out. An extremely good boy. I think <laughs> if I had an office in this building, I would probably come up here and sniff around. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we, be before we were talking about making this actually a Crufts special, because... Uh, just Andrea a lot of dogs was, and... Andrea was watching Crufts over the weekend. I mean, we weekend. might have a sports section later on <laughs> in, the, in the podcast, who knows? There's, a, there's enough old stuff hanging around at, in the hall and stuff downstairs. Yeah. You could definitely make obstacles up. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh I just, God, lads, it makes me feel bad. I never, like, got the dog to do agility and like real Eva goes to me during the week she's like we're just bad dog owners we never got her to do stuff like well, this I, well how, how old is she's seven right so actually she, th- there was a Q&A at Crufts uh, on the, the YouTube live stream I had a very exciting weekend and um, somebody asked is seven too late to teach a dog agility and your man was like no a dog is never too old to learn new tricks so so the so the saying maybe you can't teach an old dog new tricks it's, it's false it's been debunked wow yeah exclusive. i guess is that exclusive to really stupid dogs uh, maybe i don't know but uh, i think it'd be hard the- to convince uh, my dog who's pretty set in her ways now to yeah 
Oh, she loves running around, though. It's more about, I think, the power you have, not the power you have over the dog, but the discipline that you have yeah. with the dog. Oh, we're, we're you can't just start being disciplined <laughs> if you weren't always disciplined dog owners. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. If, I don't think if your dog's work. allowed to sleep in your bed and eat where they like, and you're probably not going to get it to do some sweet backflips. Probably That's not. a no for me, then. It's not yeah, going to happen. Yeah. Your dog's out. She sleeps on our bed, yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, your dog's yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Your, your dog's a madam. No, no. She ain't, she ain't jumping no, through no hoops for no one. <laughs> <laughs> that lady. She'll run after balls and stuff, but she won't She won't jump, uh, go through tunnels, I don't think, or yeah. any of that. Be gassed to see her try, though. I'd love to see that. Maybe Cruft's act the kind of Cruft's we want to see, like really shit, lazy dogs <laughs> <laughs> trying to get her to do things. Just They're just being like, nah. <laughs> well, they have, um, they have Scruffs, which is just for dogs that are like really good and really sound and a bit mad. So I like, I like the tramp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, oh, this dog saved a fireman's life or something. Uh, but it's also just a gas little dog. Yeah. Who's like a mutt and not. like street dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Like dude, like, like tramp. Yeah. Cool dogs. Yeah. Highly recommend Crufts. <laughs> a good time at <laughs> I, sp- I spent a good half an hour watching uh, Crufts yeah. there on Flyball. Have you ever seen what Flyball? No. The competitive races between the dogs of four well, four teams of four. Well, probably do that. She, she could definitely do that, yeah. It's great crack. Wow. It's it is like... I think, this, I think this idea warrants another conversation maybe off air. <laughs> yeah. to sit yeah. down yeah, with we'll a little whiteboard. <laughs> be like, let's do this. So we get funding. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, isn't that the, the doggy do? Yeah. A do? There is a doggy do in Dublin. So, you know, get your dogs together for a catwalk. That was for a catwalk. He, he needs to up his game then because we might up, we might up his game for him. Yeah. I might just take his game. Marion Square, Crufts, Outdoors, Agility, Live and, podcast. Uh, live podcast <laughs> with dogs. And but dog it's mostly just people just coming with dogs dressed up cute. Yeah, that's all. Keep it simple. Keep, keep it, it simple. simple. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, speaking of keeping it simple, I don't know if it was simple last week. We were all at the Choice Prize last week. Um, the winner was revealed to be for Irish Album of the Year was mm. a surprise to many. It I was, wasn't at all surprised. You weren't surprised? No, when we're saying it to you as well. Jason mm. were the ultimate winners of the prize. I was thrilled, I have to say. I was really, really thrilled. Yeah. I, I just didn't think they had a chance. I didn't think I had, they had, I thought they were, I, they were my favorite to win until I said it to you and you're like, I don't think they're going to get it. And I was like, I think they might be in for chance. And I, then I said to myself again, just cause you think it deserves to win. Yeah. doesn't actually. See, I'm usually, I'm usually wrong about these things anyway. So I was yeah. like, but then I, when I we looked at the surprised. judges again, like that day we were looked at the judges and we we're like, this is a very alternative list of, of people. Like it is, there's not a lot of uh, yeah, and mainstream voices in this. And even the uh, 4FM, Louise, I don't know her second name. Uh, she, she had a, a show on spin hits where she was playing like the likes of Soleil and stuff like that as well. So everyone was kind of had their own thing going on, but no one, like there was no obvious person on that list, uh, the judges list who was, oh, I don't know anything about this. You pick it kind of thing or yeah. which yeah. can happen sometimes. But people... I think the deliberation is obviously a lot more thorough these days, you know, with the. Well, apparently do it. it came down to O Emperor, Kojak and Saint Sister. For the which fi- which I thought three. it would. I thought it was going to be yeah, definitely. I thought one of those villagers things. would have taken O Emperor's place in that final two. That's that was my thinking as well. Yeah. But it turns out everyone just loved the album. Um, yeah. And I think what this gets to is the the issue that a lot of people have who are having a problem with O Emperor winning is that okay, first of all, it's a band that broke up, and you know there's a lot of projection that goes on with the Choice Music Prize. So it's it's for the the it literally is for you you win 
for deeming a de a judge list deemed that you have made a, a really good album and that's why you are awarded for not what comes afterwards not, not what comes it's before not the money's not to help you buy guitar yeah. pedals it's a prize money for the album itself and i've been in that room before where they're like oh well they don't need the money though like, and then it usually the chairman or the chairperson it. it's usually well tony clinton is the chairman so he would say something like you that's not a consideration. You can't say yeah. whether they need the money or not. And funny enough, they did on the stage say that they needed the money. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, but I think the thing is a lot of people are get really annoyed about this because like, oh, well, they're giving it to a band who are disappearing or, and yet again, the idea of the choice as this arbiter of what may come it's never promised to be that. No, it's not. So that's the tough thing about the choice. It's not a, a competition for best newcomer. Like no. if, if it was, this would be a different conversation. But it's, like you said, the, it's a competition for who made the best album. And, like, I, I think they did. Like, it was an extremely strong list. It, it could have gone to one of four for me. Um, and I was really, really surprised that they took it. But it... it incredibly well deserved like absolutely it was it was just more like i was just surprised i didn't ex like in a million years expect to get them to get it like, yeah i do i feel um i mean obviously villagers i was thinking won't probably get it again but mm. then that that does fall back into the same category as you were saying now i love just to like whether they deserve it or whether they yeah. need the money or whether they're already really successful it for for me it was it was the album I listened to the most along with Villagers, and I really loved it and I loved the notion of like a gang of pals who worked really hard for twenty years and got nowhere making money in Ireland and then it was such a beautiful end to the yeah. story and obviously you know that's not the end for them now they'll probably do three great you festivals think this year they might? Yeah. well I met him. I went, um, well, I won't say which one, but he was like, yeah, we'll probably do something. Yeah, I you mean, know, we'll see be a now shame. this is... It'd be a shame is, not yeah. to. And they were just buzzing and they were... They were they were shocked. They were shocked and they were buzzing else. and I was like, you're going to have to do something. He's like, yeah, we'll see what happens. You know, he's like, I want to, you know? Mm. Yeah. And that was really nice and that kind of, that ended the story nicely. Yeah. And I, um, I had a point with Kev from Kojak um, on the boys before the show and he just said I'm just I said are you nervous he's like no I'm just excited about going and like, he's just such a sweetheart and I said who do you not mind win losing to because if you think in your head who you don't mind losing to it's a bit nicer if they do win for you to yeah do you know like it's more gracious and he said for me he said uh, I, I love the O Emperor album and I was going well brilliant then you so I was really happy too when they won yeah but then I did cheer at the top of my voice, standing behind Una Mullally, who was really not happy. <laughs> we ended up having a bit of a scrap about it. She definitely wasn't happy about that. She was just like, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> it's like, here, it was a great album. Shut up. You're friends with them. You I was just like, oh, here, I'm not, I'm not having this. That, yeah, that's but it really thing. did split people. Like People, yeah, were, really, yeah, yeah, people yeah. were like, for fuck's sake, I was going, good. How could you actually deny? Like, it... I, I I I just thought the album was magic. And I'll I didn't. tell you who the who it isn't a good result for on the surface uh, is Two FM, okay, who sponsored the whole thing and do uh, their song of the year, which picture this one, whatever. Um, that is a public vote, so mm. you know it doesn't have the same weight in terms of importance and who wins it. Um, but Two FM, like if you talk to people from Two FM who run the station, 
I'm sure they weren't happy with Oemper winning because they're they're not going to play it. They're no. not going to play Oemper. Well, it just it does it brings back it 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 further highlights the juxtaposition and the great divide between the availability of Irish radio, the 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 different platforms in which you can play any alternative music, and then the lack of interest in playing Irish music. It's yeah. just it's dire here at the minute. Yeah. Like and you can see it in the difference between the song of the year and the album of the year. Like absolutely the, worlds apart. Most people there were just standing there going, What are you even what is what are they what what is this yeah. for? It's just what's the point of it? There's yeah. no alternative there's no alternative for alternative yeah. Irish music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um and that's really sad somewhere that's buzzing. Also isn't that daft considering, like, because I was thinking today, watching the EP launch, and I, and I was going, how in the name of Jesus Christ can there be this many festivals, huge festivals in Ireland? Like, I was thinking, around Europe, I'd be really interested to know, per capita, right, say, say, say for places as the size of Dublin, yeah. how many festivals per summer, per year are there? In ticket sales and, and everything else, because I can't imagine it's no. anywhere like it in Ireland. Apparently, we are a unique case. Um, so, generally so speaking. taking that into consideration, how the hell do we have no alternative Irish music radio station anymore? How come we have we've only got RTE radio and we're still losing yeah. anything slightly alternative? Like, what is how yeah. does that even work yeah. with our with RTE being as powerful as it is in Ireland, but with nothing? new or edgy coming through i i i can't it's must be like it's insane isn't it it is i think yeah. the point was made as well like you know there are other things that the choice or or t could do for example is um you know put that act whoever wins on even the late late on the friday night yeah for some visibility very obvious easy enough thing to do all the bands are around on the thursday pretty much unless they aren't which yeah. happens very occasionally but like, you know, that's follow through, like follow through with that. Like, Absolutely. Do something else, do something different. And that way you can like support them and give them a, another platform other than just like stop it dead on that night on the prize and yeah. that's it. You know, um, that's if one of the problems can, I have with it. have a number one album in America, which means that the majority of people know who he is somewhat. And... I, I can't imagine you hear Hosier a huge amount on the radio here. I think he does get played here a lot. Yeah, I yeah, think, I think so. he does. For him to be number one in America, number one album charts. I mean, he might be the only one that comes, that falls down the line of sort of slightly mainstream and slightly alternative. Yeah. You yeah. know? But I think yeah, that's the problem. Easy like listening it. into... Like he was played on TXFM all the time when, yeah. when, I, yeah. when that station was going. I was on it and... It was a really good fit, but he was also on Today FM and Two FM and all that kind of stuff. So he's yeah. played pretty regularly. He's very, he's a very safe choice. For it's that. a very safe choice, and he and he's a golden boy, and and he's the he's the gone he's the boy gone off to do too good and fly the flag in Ireland. But that that's a lot of weight falling on his shoulders yeah. as well. Yeah. I'd well, imagine. I think that like there's a problem with the fact that if if Ho Hosier is probably the most alternative you're going to get on Irish radio. And that's a problem because yeah, had he been... Sorry, say, that's kind of what at I meant. Choice, in, yeah. yeah. Like had, had he been at the choice, he would have been the most pop. Like, yeah. So there's there's a kind of disparity there between, Absolutely. between those two things. And there's a gulf there and there's a market. I have it. to say, I think 2FM have been doing better the last couple of years in terms of their new music stuff and their support for the likes of, I mentioned Sole earlier, mm. um, Mango and Matman and stuff like that, where there's more of that support, like fundamental support for new artists. But 
it's the follow through as well. I mean, you ask about radio stations, the problem is like, it's just costly. It's too costly. Yeah. The BAI license and all that kind of stuff. It's just too crippling commercially. We need more pirate stations. <laughs> it, just yeah. need, this, it just needs to go that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Or you should just give Dublin Digital Radio uh, an FM license for a while. Like it's very, there's so many restrictions for those kind of things. Like, you know, you can't believe that at this point, is it going to Kino Quivon really left on as an alternative offering or like somebody like John Kelly who plays whatever they want and yeah. could play really interesting music? There's really nothing out there now. Yeah, there's not. And, and there's too many people... There's too many, you know, there's too many Donald Deneens and people who are willing or who would be doing an awful lot more and playing an awful lot more and listening an awful lot more. Were there even a two hour slot late at night option yeah. for people? They would stay up and listen to it or yeah. they'd stream it back. Mm. You know, yeah, it's that's just, the thing. It's they not, would stream it back. They, they would. would stream it back. Yeah. If people listen to podcasts now constantly, they would absolutely stream back. Like their one of my favorite show. radio shows is on Wednesday nights on BBC Radio One. It starts at like one a.m. goes on to three. A Benji B show. Yeah. And like, I'd never be up listening to that, but I always yeah. listen back to it on the Thursday or Friday or Saturday. You know. Yeah. It it's does. There. Every time I listen to any of the six music stuff or any of the stuff that I really like to follow on BBC, it kind of just makes me a little sad that there's not even anything remotely slightly to the same standard yeah for available for us you know yeah it doesn't feel and yet that we've saturated with me we were saturated with festivals because obviously we know who all of these acts are at these festivals there's we're always going, yeah there's always a, I mean? huge there's a huge disconnect alternative there's like i mean if you look at body and soul if you look at any of the lineups that there's people that listen to today fm and 2fm who don't know who any of those acts are so they're going to buy a ticket for all together now or the the ones that have a nicer variety of really buzzy new stuff and really really good quality older familiar yeah. pop stuff you know yeah. that's not gammy do you know well that brings, brings us on to like our next point about the electric picnic lineup so um i think if you look at today the electric picnic lineup was announced at the time of of chatting there is supposedly another festival on the way we haven't heard about it yet um but i feel i've heard it's going to be a family and arts festival yeah so a little bit different than probably a full-on music festival but they are due to announce that tonight so maybe you'll know about it by now uh, i heard it was called kaleidoscope could be wrong though um but on the electric picnic lineup this year is I guess the Strokes are the Heritage Act. I know they yeah. might so, be. Uh, we so got Florence in the Machine. Uh, Hosier is there, yeah. Dermot Kennedy, um, Billie Eilish, the 1975, Christine and the Queens, James Blake, Fortet, The Streets, Jess Glynn, Jarvis Cocker, Years and Years, Roisin Murphy, Metronomy, and down to the likes of Mitski, Courtney Barnett, uh, Mo, Freya Riding, Sam Fender, Maceo Plex. Um, Eve Tumor, Serpent with Feet, and more, including Let's Eat Grandma, uh, Georgia, G Flip, and a few others. What I will say about this, my first impression of this lineup was first of all, I was a little bit disappointed that Tame Impala and Robin aren't on it. Yeah. Um, they were the kind of two, or Rosalia as well would be the third yeah. one I'd be hoping for. The picnic should always have something like that. It seems like a very straight down the middle. Uh, line up for me other than like I really like Christine and the Queens but there's a lot there I'm like I can take this or leave it you know um, mm. and even like last year they had Dua Lipa is like the 1975 their equivalent this year you know the kind of big poppy kind of act they're kind of pop if, now if right? it looked to me like there was a tear missing do you know it looked like it was and even some of the you know when the when the when the font drops a little bit to <laughs> this slightly smaller act you're like they'd be slightly larger you know yeah. 
you would would have thought. Yeah. Um, I, I just I thought it was a really strange and a little um, anemic lineup, shall we say? <laughs> I think for me, this lineup makes complete sense for Electric Picnic because this is the lineup you expect if you're going to a festival with your mates and you're just going like for the weekend. Which it's sold out. Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. So it's sold out on December 3rd. Yeah. So like, it's it's the kind of thing where it's like three oh, whole we're, months. We're, we're going to Electric Picnic. We're not going to Electric Picnic to see the strokes. We're not going because we love all these bands. We're just going. People so, who go to the picnic go to the picnic. Yeah, yeah. For, for the picnic experience to go with their mates to ha- oh, have absolutely. the weekend. I, I did that. And so there's nothing offensive on it there's nothing out there it's all really really safe and i think that makes complete sense like what i would say to that is and i and i i i very much i was that person yeah my friends and i stayed in Jimi hendrix campsite for the first five years i'd say we'd go down early we'd get a spot we'd all camp together we'd build a little commune didn't you'd miss half the things you want to go to you had lived for the picnic and and i and it's nice to see that kids do that now but what i will say to you is being at the picnic last year we we had that nice appleman's thing and we had the vinyl love and we had a beautiful Mm. console and we were playing vinyl all weekend and we had a really special time and i didn't feel like i missed anything massively yeah um but my favorite things the the really high up chair planes and the big wheel the absolute sea of horror in the campsites of just insane filth and rubbish Mm -hmm. that really actually kind of just saddened my heart a little bit and I just thought they have to address this this has they have to know that this is a problem and then I was just thinking that this year like have they said are they doing anything about that? Oh, like yeah, I remember yeah, after, yeah. I remember big, afterwards last year. A load of articles after the week, a few days afterwards. I, I remember it was horrific. It. Yeah. it was absolutely horrific. It was all landfill. I was just going, this is all disgusting. the plastic. Everything when you, when was you think about yeah, the single use. Of people there, yeah. everything like all the single use plastic. And when so many other festivals, even in this country, are have like I think all altogether now last year was like trying to be zero waste. Um, yeah. it was like your water came in like cartons and But that's on somebody's land, that's someone's home. Yeah. But at the same time, we should have the same respect absolutely, for that. Absolutely. And it shouldn't be um I kind of feel like all festivals, especially festivals as 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 powerful as the picnic who can sell out before they even announce a lineup should have a, con- a more conscious approach and go, listen, we're going to do this. We're, we're going to be, you know, as, as single use as possible. Just give people a little job and they're not yeah. going to mind. Yeah. Just have bins and have the bags going around again and have, like at the start of the picnic, there was more of that going on than there is, there seems to be now. Mm. People encouraging you to separate your cans or drop them back here or, collect cups that were three quid like I don't see how it could be getting worse how he could be getting less how he could care less well, when you get I, don't, I think like it's the people that successful. are going to be honest I think it's the people like picnic has got so big now that the less considerate uh, people are now going that sounds really bad but it like uh, last year for me yeah. the people that I met who were going there or just saw who were going there were just there for the buzz they didn't care about the music or anything like that and maybe that follows on that they won't care about like the site generally or like the buzz or, and they'll be the kind of person who leave their tents lying around or whatever yeah, because they're there it, to get it, wrecked it, or whatever it used to be the thing like Electric Picnic used to have this sort of branding about it where it was something different you're going it's like it, it had a kind of a body and soul sort of 
feeling to it where it's like oh we're all coming together in a field yeah but now it just feels like Dundrum shopping center exactly yeah now now it's looks a little bit like that as well. <laughs> it's it's larger than life now so you don't need to kind of curate this hippie commune vibe you can just be like okay we're primavera now we're yeah they've whatever. stepped away from that i think yeah. they're definitely gone into a very mainstream yeah. Well, um, Heineken stages and like, oh you know, that whole zone the of back out of the back of the um body and soul where you had to pass Jerry Fish and Heineken and the logic that stage. horrible logic yeah. thing yeah. that was yeah. hell we were just running through that to get out of the get away from the noise that was absolute shit show just this wall of doom it was horrible yeah. abrasive noise it was yeah. horrible you know and it was so Unzen, and then you have to walk like half an hour to Leviathan, and you know, yeah, over to the the, the poor dudes that are just having to run through this thing constantly. But no, it does. It saddens my heart to go to the picnic every year and see, um, less art and less culture and less random stuff and much more signage and much more advertising yeah. and much more corporation. It just, it's just like, this is grim now. This is not for us anymore. And there's no heart in this. thankfully there are other, like we've, like like you said earlier, we've no kind of, we've no barriers to get to those places now. Yes. There are other smaller, more intimate, more kind of, even even the body and soul rebrand, I guess, this year. Yeah, that was a good look for them. It was a really good look, yeah. Holistic and... uh, probably more sustainable and moving but they're they have to that. they don't they can't go for those big acts and that's no, fine but no. like i think a lot of people won't expect that from anyone expects that from body and soul probably isn't doesn't really know what they're about yeah, or you know yeah. they're well, i think body and soul did slip away from it a little bit as well and i think now they're getting back to it i think yeah. they're consciously getting back to that smaller um just more community yeah. thing it's and like, I think you, you you probably have to struggle for that if you do something the likes of Electric Picnic. You want to really separate yourself yeah. from what you do and what they do. I you think know? Altogether Now will be an interesting one this year because they are expanding as well. And mm-hmm. they're going to 15,000 and there's 16 stages it says on it as opposed to eight or whatever it was last year. Now yeah. that could mean very small stages, but like I presumably means like it's not going to completely double in in stage capacity or anything like that but no um, but i think there's room for it yeah. from from being there last year there's room for little more little poetry spoken wordy things um a lot of that sort of stuff we went to it was too busy we couldn't get into it yeah yeah um or maybe some more little buzzy alternative things in the campsites itself or but i i thought that was a a, a very strong effort for for a for a first year oh yeah, festival. It was yeah, absolutely incredible. yeah yeah it really was like i didn't want to leave on the sunday and i had to but yeah um, it was one of those this is really good well, i couldn't leave because i had to play on the main stage oh, if you yeah, remember yeah. Correctly. <laughs> <laughs> i think i saw you just just do that and oh then I had to man leave. that was the weirdest day of my life that was the weirdest <laughs> phone call ever yeah how much how much did uh Notice. Advance notice did you get I, I think i did an hour to pick up my gear and go to the stage and Say hello and start playing. <laughs> it's very weird. How did yeah. you end up playing again? What was the situation? Uh, Somebody, Jimmy Cliff Jimmy got Cliff, stuck yeah, yeah. in immigration, and um, Jenny Hayden rang and said, "Here, they want you to, um, they want you to DJ for his hour while he's not there." Um, no big deal. It's grand. Don't worry about yeah, it. No That's fine. It was very, uh, it was very nerve wracking. I have to say. Yeah. Just it was a, it was just way too big a stage, and you're the only person on the stage. With your time, like my midi controller that size on my laptop, 
in the yeah. middle of the stage. <laughs> what? At least it was daytime, though. Yeah, I know. And then, like, yeah, of course, Prince's band standing all around you, sound checking. You're like, yeah. oh, hey, dude, sounds good. <laughs> just give us a sec. I'll be, I'll wrap it up. And then, yeah, and villagers are on after that, and we just such had such a laugh because they they were standing at the side of the stage, and uh, Danny said to. Daddy said to Connor, what's the story? Who's on ahead of us? And he's like, I don't know. It's probably just a DJ or something. He goes, no, no, I don't think that's a DJ. Like, it's the main stage. They wouldn't just have a DJ on. And then I I came down the big hill with my stuff under my arm. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) It was very funny. But yeah, that that was like the whole weekend. And the bloody weather was off the charts wasn't oh, it, it was and unreal yeah yeah there's so much crack we laughed we there was, such a laugh. and it was there was there was a lot of space to hang out actually there was a lot of space to yeah, hang out yeah which there was lovely was. i remember that like the, there was a little glen kind of area with like some seats and little uh you know bodies of water and places like that and you're like this is, no one's here this is really nice this yeah is, like and the guy from underworld is over there sitting on a bench <laughs> and like everyone's just hanging out and you're like this is there's only about 50 people here you know yeah it everyone's was really chill really out. chill and this yeah. the castle is so beautiful and um, it just it just felt like they were nice dudes running it as well. Do you know, as in like if you were a regular punter and you didn't know the people running it, you would say, yeah. this feels nice. I feel safe here. Mm. I feel valued here. And um, So this year, obviously, like with John Rells having passed, like it's going to, it might change things a little bit because we just don't know, like Aiken have apparently are involved in some capacity mm-hmm. um but hopefully that doesn't change the vibe too much um i can't think it would um they, they were, they to were be, onto a good thing they were onto a good thing they're there. onto a really good thing and i think i th- i think aiken's heart are always in the right place i have to say or anyone yeah. from aiken that i know um and i'd like to think that it was a nice like symmetric coming together yeah. of those kind of well dudes. it certainly means they can get a few more acts that they wouldn't have got before one of your favorites father john missy's playing yeah um as a result a few more like that maybe i don't know if hot chip would be aiken an aiken act would they maybe they, they would, would they would fall in through the crack as well i think i yeah. know oh, maybe yeah i'm trying to think of They've kind of where did a bit we of see everything, them yeah. bit of everything and roshi murphy's kind of a back and forth as well isn't she she's yeah a, she can do what she likes she can do what she likes <laughs> she's, a, she's a, a player like i'll check my diary <laughs> she's a, i'll check my diary i don't care who's 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 paying me but yeah that's the electro picnic launch um which was announced today as you know already sold out which is kind of mad so uh look there's going to be another festival announced as well and apparently there's other things i've how heard is there still another, like, i don't know apparently apparently room? robin is still playing in, in ireland somewhere this summer so there's still room for for another robin gig anyway so maybe she's be going to be announced and maybe they just haven't got around to picnic announcing or maybe she's i heard still... it was actually now august bank holiday she'd be playing somewhere here Oh well, then that's so that's, that's all together now. No, is no. that weekend? It would no. be an MCD thing, yeah. So, well, I don't what, know. maybe what, we'll know. What was on last year? The same weekend as all together. Um, it was Beachyard. Um, oh, there was a four-way, wasn't there? Casablanca, last year? which is no longer. That's no longer going. Independence. Independence. And something yeah. else, like, maybe. Is Independence going on this year? Yeah. Same yeah. same weekend. Yeah, but that but sells out every year. No, no. That they that they don't need somebody like Robin to play. It's very much like indie and alternative, not. It's not an alternative, really. Yeah. So it's got some guitar bands and new Irish stuff and yeah. big indie pop kind of stuff, but it's it sells every year. 
they don't yeah. need to do much to to get that to sell out because it's the only festival in Cork. Do mm. you know? Only outdoor festival in Cork. Um, so we move on uh, to something <laughs> less cheerful, perhaps. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So as you know, everyone's been talking about the Michael Jackson documentary, the uh, Dan Reed documentary, um, uh, which premiered in two parts. First of all, at Sundance, then on HBO, and then on Channel Four in the last few weeks. Um, I've watched all four hours now, and the the Oprah part afterwards, the aftermath. Um, you watched them all, Sally. I watched I watched both back to back, and uh, and that's I a tough one. I didn't watch the Oprah thing, and I feel um, I feel like I'm still carrying it around with me. I feel like I have it's not really out of my mind much. Um, well, it's everywhere now at the moment because it's I feel I feel yeah I do I feel a little grief. I have to say I couldn't. I was trying to think of what the word is the other day. Like, I was like, why do I feel this way? And it's grief. And I think, um, oh God, child abuse is something that's just peppered so many of our lives, about people we know, like with, with the Catholic Church and with everything else and just with the general. Uh, I, just, I just happen to know an awful lot of people who have gone through this. So I don't know if I know... If I understand it better, but I certainly, there wasn't an ounce of me that watched that that didn't feel like they are 100% telling the truth and there is absolutely no other reason. Um, They're both, they've both been devastated and you can just see the doom that both of them are carrying around. They're broken boys and the saddest part of it is it's that and it's obviously the reason that they kept it um, to themselves for so long was that they were emotionally abused more than anything they were hijacked they they felt that they were in love with him and they were waiting constantly for him to come back around and he had full power yeah. full control and then of course their parents are involved and the parents have been seduced so everything has been normalized about what what's going on and it's it it kind of reminds me a lot of the Orkelly one as well because it's not about the fundamental acts that happened it's not about that, like, you know, uh, like, I think there was a notion for years that, like, rape was something that just happened and somebody was grabbed and then they raped and then it's, yeah. it's the emotional abuse that's involved. Yeah. It's, the, it's the mental and emotional torture and abuse that's involved. And, it, and it's the things you, we didn't have the language for before. We have the language for it now. And it's, it's, and it's it, it, that kind of rattled me in the same way. Yeah, I but think that's I, why it's four hours long because you really have to spend time figuring out why first of all they persisted with the relationships on their side and it shows you why because you know they were made feel special and their families were made feel special like when the mother gets off i think is it um i think wade robinson's mother gets off uh the phone from michael jackson he said he can't really see them much anymore and he says to her she says to her, her husband we've been dumped we've been dumped yeah you know so there's a real the language around there is like you know They've all, and she was like, I started thinking of him as my son and all this kind of stuff. The um, faxes, having a fax machine and writing notes and getting, mm. ringing her and telling her to get the boy to fax. Like, it's so messed up. But yet, it's only in the recap where they saw the red flags, I think, you know, as well. Or the, and I, I it's, it's so, it's so multi-layered and dark. But I... I do feel the thing that I that that I took away from it was just that like I'm really sad that that music is not part of my life anymore because it really was for a very long time. Yeah, well, that's one the of thing, my favorite so... first albums. But I, 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 I 
I'm not going to judge people that play Michael Jackson anymore. But I don't, I have to make a personal decision myself that yeah. I'm not going to. And well, I don't want to. For you, for you as a, as a DJ, like that's something that is in a way, like it's such a, it's a decision you've never had to make before to that level. Never. And to be honest, I mean, I was happy to like, Beckon Ignition Remix wasn't going to be too devastating for everyone to have to give yeah. up. But like... I don't know if I've ever met anyone who doesn't love Michael Jackson or there's definitely a Michael Jackson album that everyone loves. Mm. There's just no way around it. It was, he probably was the most universal artist and probably the biggest in the world. And I can understand why people don't want to watch it because they don't want to not listen to his music anymore. But the fact is, it absolutely happened. Mm. He's not who you think he was. Watch the fucking thing and make up your own. Just make yeah. up your own mind. I mean, for me, I was just so surprised by how young they were. Because even when you know there were some allegations in the nineties and all that kind of stuff, I did not know, have any idea that like we were talking about a seven-year-old boy. Here. Well, I think we when when that happens, we weren't old enough to understand. Like like you said, there we didn't have the language for that kind of stuff. Rape was something that happened by a stranger. Yeah. And nobody knew what grooming was. Like we... Grooming especially is the is the word that we have now that was exactly, not. Exactly, yeah. So we, and it's as offensive and as insidious as the actual act of yeah, sex, you know? Yeah, it is. And and I, I, I saw a few people say this online and, and in conversations I've had with them, that he was grooming the world. He was grooming everybody. Yes. And his his use of children even like you know when you look at the pepsi commercial when you look at the um the music video for black and white with macaulay culkin at the start of it like he had children around him all the time to the point where it was completely normalized to the point where somebody saying michael jackson abusing children no he he loves children yeah look, look at this just look how look how much he loves them yeah no he had no childhood you see so it's fine that's why uh, yeah. he's having a childhood and now like that, I, oh cool I, grand I, nice I, one. I, Fair I place used to believe that though <laughs> but like back I, then i used like, to listen then, to people say you'd that you'd kind of go yeah. all right okay them. i remember like, saying to a friend of mine really weird we were in a supermarket doing the pepsi challenge you know the way there'd be like a girl doing these sample tests where you taste a coke and you taste a pepsi and you see if you can know oh, the yeah. difference whatever and she and then I remember asking us, like, are you Michael Jackson fans? We were like, yeah, of course. And we were going home, drinking the Pepsi, talking. And I remember saying to my friend, yeah, but like those kids wouldn't. And like, I mean, why would his parents let the kids stay in the house? Of course he wasn't. And I mean, that kid said that he wasn't then. He changed. I mean, and sure, Latoya Jackson's mental. So I knew then Latoya Jackson had come out that 20 odd years ago, she said that her brother was absolutely abusing children and she couldn't stand by and watch yeah. anymore your sister saying it about you yeah and we were going oh, she's mad yeah. and even then for kids for me to have an opinion that that girl was mental i i i inherited that opinion from somewhere i, from, I learned that from opinion media, from somewhere definitely, that's what i'm saying you don't you know? like a, a child doesn't like doesn't have the language like you, when you're a child like even watching the documentary those those boys didn't know what it was they thought it was love they thought that this was how you express friendship and love yeah and for a child and like even for me I was the same I I think I must have heard from family members or from the media or somewhere people saying oh well they're just after his money I I, I was too young to yeah. know what just after his money meant but I remember those words coming out of my mouth in conversations with people but the darkest thing is and it does kind of tie in slightly with it is that like it is 
part of the abuse is your wealth. Your yeah. your wealth gives you that power and yeah. that power over children. And of course, then you have that as a tool to say, well, this is what they're after, really. Exactly. And yeah. he actually had all, he, he already had them in debt to him. Yeah. He had the mother, he, they had loans, he had them given gifts that he they, they were going to lose. The thriller there was already, jacket. Like, yeah, there was the already. Um, it was uh, L- Lucy Mangan in her uh, Guardian review said like when she was talking about the the grooming aspect and how kind of stark it is in the documentary that he he uses the same techniques yeah I suppose it's probably not the right word but the same techniques as groomers do except he's grooming you with a house and Neverland and the thriller jacket not with sweets and a day off school or you know you get to leave school early or whatever it is and I think that that's like the the magnitude of his wealth is the reason why people don't want to believe these kids and it's also the reason why he got away with it so it's it's so conflicting like if if you take money out of it then the, none of this might have happened i know and know? also the um like the, he, he wouldn't have been in a position where he could do that where where he could hold money over a family no head. and also i think a thing that um i was thinking about the other day because I was talking to a friend about it and he said, do you think Macaulay Culkin was abused? And I said, he could categorically be the only boy that wasn't. But also, if you think about how clever it was to use Macaulay Culkin, mm-hmm. the child that America loves or the world loves, the most famous loved child in the world, you befriend him, you get him in your video. And if anything comes down to it, you get him to testify Absolutely. for you. Who on earth is going to believe yeah. that McCall, McCall, you know, the, the nicest boy in the world is it's not going to lie to the yeah. world. So that was also grooming. Yeah. I do believe that that was also grooming. He went after Macaulay Culkin. He might have been the only kid he didn't actually interfere with, but he's probably feeling that used or that, you know, and like for Geordie, like for, for the kid Geordie Chandler, the only boy and took the stand. Can you imagine the pressure I, I of being cross-referenced in the world took the stand and then the world hates you. Yeah. And Macaulay Culkin's testimony got him off. Yeah. And that like boy's he, father commits suicide, as did um um J- uh, James Safe Chucks. No. Oh, Rob- Wade Robinson's Wade dad, Robinson's yeah, yeah. Wade Robinson's father commits suicide. Yeah. That's two boys who lost their fathers who that's two boys whose houses they destroyed, how homes they destroyed. Yeah. And another thing I think came up into the in the documentary that was fascinating was how much Michael Jackson despised women and yet he played the game with them. He I clearly thought, despised women. I thought it was really interesting when um one of the boys, I can't remember which, was talking about how um when he was at Neverland with his parents, my, Michael let, let him listen in to an argument with his mom and dad. Yeah, on the phone. And, and was saying like See, see how evil your mom's being. Like yeah. your, your yeah. mom is being. See how the, the w- women do this. And then you know, a few years later, after the trial, he has to say, like, I, I'm going to go off and marry a woman. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and, and telling and the did. kids it won't mean anything. And then married two women that he never spent any time with. Yeah, that and they were totally like I and I. I'm, I don't know about the uh, Oprah thing, but I, I did feel very concerned just after I watched the documentary that I thought. Yeah. 
I want to hear from the likes of Oprah and the people who well, helped was, convince us against him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she, because she was fantastic because she is a survivor of child sexual abuse as well. She was abused by, I think, her uncle. And so she had... Um, she the, had the language to she talk did, about. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And she was unequivocal with it. Like she, she, she was talking about this not in a impartial kind of broadcaster way she was talking about this, this. happened we like yeah. all of us the other here thing was the audience was entirely yeah. made up of people who were abused who were abused well. and, so and, and like I, heavy what, what i thought was really useful in in the oprah um piece was that she had the input from child psychologists and from psychologists that um specialize in victims and, and especially child victims and they completely corroborated with the the story of the two men who you know went went into like started off in denial yeah like it it doesn't when when people say well why are they only coming out now you, you don't get to just come out of grooming like that straight away no you absolutely think it's your fault for as long as yeah. it's even happened. yeah and you even think it was in normal. that oprah part um james Savechuk uh says when he finally did admit it and he knew the documentary was coming out he felt that he would have he still had that inkling that he was letting Michael Jackson down yeah even yeah. in the back of his head he was yeah. like oh I've let him down because he was told that's to the if, extent if, of, if anyone ever finds out the two of us are going to go to jail forever like that's that's a terrifying thing to tell a child and even though you know when you're older when you're a grown-up and you're starting to figure these things out in, sometimes in therapy you don't or whatever know when you're a grown-up sometimes yeah. you do still feel like it, you, you took part you partook in it and that you could have stopped it yeah or that you you just do because that's what that's the feeling that they they thrive yeah, on is that's that the, the power the, sh- the guilt have. of the shame yeah and that's really strong and that's exactly why those men are broken as grown-ups now and you can see it in them they're mm. completely broken their marriages broke the same down yeah. the same way they went to the same kind of depression the same reloop they had children and then they just he said that was the thing that that spurred them on to he just speak said out. having a child and then thinking yeah. oh my god this and and you have to think about people who are saying you know they're lying. It's like, what, what could they possibly look? Yeah. So even right for argument's sake, say they're lying. They don't need to do the documentary. That's the thing. Like they, they, they can sue the Michael, the Michael Jackson estate and they can have, have their trial behind closed doors. If, if they're just after money, they can do that. And yeah. it's going to happen in a court but of they law. They did say that in the, oh, wasn't it in the Oprah thing? Well, like, why did you do the documentary in the yeah. first place? Was that, well, because, I wanted this to be addressed. Exactly. And the only way to address yeah. this is by training it seriously. Yeah. And, and also, and that's part of the thing is really is to not, I don't feel like I have that much of an impact on people or the world. What I'm saying is I feel like it's my duty for me to not play things that are triggering for people. And yeah. that is a huge, and now it is a huge trigger. Yeah. That's, it's his music. You know, it's like, look, at least it's not as a, um, uh, it's not, it's not the kind of thing it, it, it's not, it wasn't as escape. It wasn't escapable before. I mean, like it was always all around all the time, but now the shows are shutting down. The Michael Jackson tribute has been canceled. Yeah. There's, it's, it's going to be a thing that will feel like a, a dirty triggering thing for people. Absolutely. And I feel like I don't really want a part of that. Do you think it's going to be a long-term thing now? Um, it's so hard to know. It's so hard to know. There's been no wavering on his popularity on music and on, on streaming online. Um, certainly when he died, I think I read somewhere recently that they were 
the Michael Jackson estate was in 500 million debt. And when he died, they cleared their debt and were 500 million in surplus. So right. his debt made them yeah. <laughs> twice as rich, which is dark. Um, and I also just think it's really interesting for people to, to, to question the, their motives or looking for money. I, if my childhood was taken from me, if my father commits suicide as a result, if it devastated my family, you be, and my life was ruined to the point where I probably couldn't really have a career. Everyone in the world know, knew who I was and I couldn't go and get a job or support my family. You could be fucking sure that yeah. I'd look for something yeah. from an estate that protected a man that abused me for seven years, yeah. that had a house wired to make sure that I couldn't be, that nobody could catch us or find us. Yeah. I, 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 and I wouldn't think twice about it. Absolutely. You not. were absolutely entitled to any penny. Like, I think from that. To put your life back together. Yeah. Or your family's life back together. I think, and I that think people to ask that. people that is, is just fucking gross. Yeah. Like, people saying you, sh- you shouldn't be looking for money, you know, it, sh- it, it, it should be enough. To, and, and, and I've seen people online say this that it, it should be enough to just, you know, um, have have it played out in court or he's had his day in court etc etc it's like you, you we we don't get to we, we don't get to dictate no how, it's absolutely how not look it's, for it's, that's that's just another form of victim blaming yeah it's like oh well you know you're you, you're the victim and you you should be happy enough with you know people finding out about it, or you should be happy enough with the documentary it's like no you don't get to decide mm. but what. they also say in the Oprah part is like why why would you pursue that then if people are asking you that and when they said well that's the way the world works that's yeah. the system that's if you want to address this the other way to do it that's when he when he first talked about this it was like you have to go through the legal system yeah that's the yeah. way that you do it and the legal system there's no other alternative when, when when a person is dead the only thing that you can do to hit their estate is to hit him financially yeah. That's yeah. that's that's the only way that you like we can't put Michael Jackson in jail, but his his estate can recognize that they have some responsibility towards people who absolutely it's been, estate yeah. is estate is a family you know because yeah. I think with with me too happening there's a strange thing um, and I I I know we're we're talking about Michael Jackson here and the, the the victims are male but to kind of bring it into the broader conversation of me too there's this interesting and kind of devastating thing that's that's kind of permeating the conversation which is that women it's 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 not that they now have the option to speak up it's that they have an obligation to speak up yeah for the sake of other women like it's somehow the first victim's fault if she doesn't speak up between her assault and the time that this person assaults a second time which is very toxic and it's also quite a masculine thing to it's it's yeah. victim shaming again and women shouldn't really be doing that to each other no but at the same time, um, that's inherent. I think that's a that's that's a that's a thing that you inherit that feeling yeah. or that notion that you're like finger wagging and you should be doing this and you should be doing that and yeah. she she owes this to us and she needs to do that to her. Yeah, it's in all the magazines how we judge women, how they look, what their weight is. What do you know, it's, it's constantly around us. Yeah. Children and inher- like children inherit that. Um, that notion as well. We're re- we're moving away from it, but we're we're a long time away from it. I think absolutely. But I think you're right. You're right. There is a connection between everything in the last couple of years. Me too. R. Kelly, Michael Jackson. Um, it's it's all abuse, and it's all how would you slide back out and yeah have a shred of dignity and get your own 
in inner power when you've been abused by something so bigger and powerful and yeah. who allows those people to stay in that power. And when when a hero of yours is the villain, you know, when, yeah. when a hero of yours has the entire world just say no. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that the entire, I, I know for a fact they're not, but when someone is cancelled, like when we talk about cancel culture, it, it people nearly say like, oh, well, can, cancel culture this and that. But it's like cancel culture is a real thing and it's a real thing for a reason. It's to stop triggering victims who yeah. can't get retribution for like whose whose abusers might not be. I don't think anyone has any problem with anyone being cancelled for reasons a, a like lo- this. It's a, lot just, of people, a lot of people well, have problems really? with people being cancelled. Yeah. I, 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 I was involved in a couple of angry threads on the... 4-4 page which I should bet no better than going on yeah but I think but, that person hadn't seen the documentary and yeah I think a few people I mean I I've definitely as an observer I've I've only seen a couple of people who have said they did see it and they don't believe them they're not close friends or anything but I was just like oh you're that you're gonna feel very silly soon like that's yeah. not gonna I can't. I have people in my life who are very very close to me who have said on Facebook unequivocally I do not believe these people and I just I can't it's not like I can get rid of these people out of my life, but I will just never, ever, ever bring it up in conversation with yeah. them. And that's that's the other funny thing is that this, this conversation and this case of Michael Jackson, more so than Or Kelly, more so than anybody else, is it's it's like this thing that's gonna hang over. It's you're you're either for or against, and that that, that can split people. Mm-hmm. It's like a fucking Brexit situation. Yeah, it's like it, it can. Like, I was just thinking even like the idea that somebody now wants if they want to put on a Michael Jackson night, it's a very that's a huge that's a statement now. That's now a statement. I think yeah, yeah yes. and it's a now a statement. You're supporting you're supporting something, and you're and you're and you're disregarding someone else's mm. pain and suffering and, and is, uh, isn't it amazing how something like this can can change the like the the act of putting on a michael jackson tribute night you know six months ago was one thing yeah and, and that's just what something i find really fascinating yeah now. It's and like, now it's it's, it's like it's, brings a whole a new side. meaning to the words guilty pleasures you know yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like it's changed that completely yeah yeah <laughs> well that's good i think it's really good yeah yep all right, well, so that's enough talking about Michael Jackson. Oh, Some God. Hard things. Um, we need to shake it off. To, to talk about. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll move on to our album of the week. from, And this week it is from Sigrid. And uh, she's from Norway. It's her debut album. And it's called Sucker Punch. This is a taste of a track from it called In Vain. So don't you stay If you don't mean it If you don't feel it And just fuck me up again Please walk away We'll just leave it Where you thinking I would give my heart in vain I would give my heart in vain In vain Na-na-na-na-na Give it, give it up, give it, give it up, baby Give it, give it up 
That is Sigrid. A song is called In Vain. And uh, I think Ireland has had a huge love affair with Sigrid in the last couple of years. She had a big um, set at Electric Picnic and she did other voices, both in Dingle and at Electric Picnic. Um, she's been announced for the Three Arena later in the year. Jesus. Which is a huge uh, leap for a brand new artist. Um, she was by the Olympia as well and the Academy. So her direct trajectory is very much on the up. So her album dropped on Friday. Um, what do we think of it? Any thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> any, any thoughts at all? Okay, I'll go. So I thought you two were going to be big fans and I was going to just let you two, two no, talk. So like I don't I'm really not, get it. I'm, I'm not not a fan. I think my, my head was actually just still in the conversation we <laughs> yeah. were just having, to be honest. But um, no, I think, look, it's... Um, I I didn't expect to like it as much as I do. I think I, I was going in maybe a little bit cynical about production stuff and about maybe she she was going to be overproduced on it. And I think there are instances in which she is and where there's a bit of contrivance. But I think the the bangers win out and there is there's really, really good pop music on this and it's a strong yeah. first record, I think. I think what uh, what wins out is her personality really seems to win out. Um, yeah, I think that's what she's, the she's most very endearing like, thing about her. She's very likable. She's very likable. Yeah. She's a great singer. Um, it's all very clean. It's all very kind of, like, yeah. li- lyrically, it's very quaint. Yeah. It's very but we had the same thing with, with Maggie Rogers in January where we're like both of us felt like it was just oh so overproduced and kind of yeah that was just dulled so the I don't impact I, of it I don't feel the same way about this record as the Maggie Rogers record just because I felt I had more faith that Maggie Rogers would do the would go down the more alternative route whereas with Sigrid I knew she was going to come out with a pop yeah, album big pop album yeah, so yeah. It, it wasn't as much of a kind of disappointment as it was at Maggie Rogers but yeah yeah to me it's just her her vocals really um are the thing that song there in vain I love the kind of raspiness in her voice and me too yeah. like you know it breaks down to the acoustic bit you know it's yeah. cliched but it's kind of like it works yeah. because she's so good uh, the last song on the album Dynamite is a really lovely ballad it actually is. yeah um, there's a few songs in there um, that one that sounds like Sight of You which sounds like a Coldplay track there's and a few I, that sound like One Direction not songs into that one as well at all um, but you know it's just like Overall, I just kind of like her and it doesn't make any sense that I do in a way. Yeah, I'm curious about that because um, I, Jesus, I don't dislike her by any means. I I think completely her, her, her personality is lovely, very endearing. I like her strength and her confidence. But this is about the album. so it's, Yeah, but I, uh, there's a few things that I get asked about a lot that I, I've been saying I, it's not for me and I don't mean it's not my cup of tea. I mean, I don't feel like it's aimed at me. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel like it's actually for me. I think I'm a little too old. For yeah, now. well, that's probably and true here. Yeah. And I feel that a lot about even Kojak. I love him. I love the lads. I really like parts of the album. But I don't feel it's for me in that I don't think it's aimed at me. It's not speaking to me. I've moved beyond the part that 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 album seems to be magically changing in that age group. Mm. I feel like I've I had that movement in my life. And makes sense. I, I'm, I'm, I've had it for so much longer that I'm now seeking other things to move me in different alternative ways. Do you know what I mean? So the very, very basic ways in which Seagrid and lots of other stuff are, are hitting people. I'm really loving how much that's hitting people. And I really like music that hits people like that, but it doesn't affect me in the same way 
and there's just too much to be listened to yeah. to be that doesn't catch me in the same way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's very. She's a very positive role model for young girls. Absolutely, sure. and that's why I like her. Yeah. yeah, and I'd much prefer girls were listening to her than listening to. I mean, I think there's some very. I think there's some artists that are meant to be aimed at us that are hitting children like Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. And I just think some of those notions and concepts and ideas are just way too adult for girls and just way too dark. And they're just not the same culture. And it's not I, like, yeah, I kind of worry about some of the stuff my niece can see and listen yeah. to because I, I think it's a little icky thinking about them being exposed to that kind of yeah. extreme sexuality uh, and um, I think she's got a. I, I just it's a different buzz. Yeah, it's I I, buzz. I I sort of I I have the same feeling in that like I don't think I was I wasn't moved at all during listening to this album. No, maybe it it kind of took me outside of myself a little bit, imagining how I would react to it if I was younger. Yeah, and if like when when I was younger, I was like a bit of a snob about music, hated pop music, all that kind yeah. of stuff. But if if I was that age now, I feel like, yeah, this album probably would speak to me. But like I said, the it's it's kind of quaint. It's a bit... I don't want to use this word, but it popped up a few times in my head while I was listening to it. There's some kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> it could be like a Christian pop album. <laughs> yeah. Like okay. it's really, really clean. Just really nice. It's yeah. just like, right. oh, I love you and you're going to leave me. There's nothing that kind of, like she, right, she says the word fuck once or, once or twice, but there's nothing that's like beyond the church in it. <laughs> it's all Yeah, really... but you'd hope that that is just, uh, like you hope like that it's just, just inexperience. Yeah, rather than, yeah, I think that's what I mean. At, at least she's not mimicking older yeah. adult experiences that a lot of really young acts are doing now. Yeah. She's not mimicking those fake, devastating love Absolutely. and affairs yeah. and shit that's way too adult for girls yeah. you don't need to sp- and sing I think about, that know? like like that that kind of you know I- innocence it suits her style it suits what she's trying to do like she's very stripped back um she's not you know coming out in huge costuming or anything like that when she's performing live um she's you know jeans and a hoodie kind of gal yeah. so like when when I say that it feels like a Christian pop record I don't really mean that in a bad way I just mean that you wouldn't the, be surprised if she's friends with God yeah, a bit like, but it doesn't it doesn't punch above its weight. At she definitely all, goes to mass, which is good. She's yeah. been she's no stranger to an L, uh, a prey, a genuflect or two. <laughs> I'd imagine. <laughs> I don't know are they uh, are they uh, in Bergen in Norway? What's their? Um, yeah, are they Christian? I don't know. Christian up there. Don't know much about. They sound Christian Norway. to me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it definitely fits into that Scandinavian pop thing very well, uh, and it's and it's very earnest. Successful. Like a lot of like a lot of Scando stuff. It's really earnest. It's really sincere, and it does tell of a of a whole generation of people that haven't been as saturated as we have with huge amounts of American culture and extreme mm. American culture and extreme. Yeah. Um, they they just there just isn't more of an innocence there. Yeah. Um. And that can, that's probably a really good thing. I'd, yeah. r- I'd, r- I'd much rather, I just don't feel like sound like an L one now saying that. No, no, it's fine. I mean, that's I feel what... mu- musically the record, um, 
like there's there's obviously bangers on it and there's more than I expected there to be it's not like it's just got the singles like yeah there's there's songs here that are really really strong I think it'll like we were saying earlier about her playing like the three arena she's probably gonna play a lot of festivals this is gonna work really really well live um like there's points in the album where I was listening to it and I can just picture you know all the the kids with the iPhone torches on yeah. and you know it, it's a really kind of it's communal friend vibe like yeah you, and there's, you go there's, with your girlfriends there's a and, conscious amount of rise and fall on it that's very appealing and yeah. yeah it all it all works it's all very kind of it's it's not pop by numbers but it works in that kind of zone where everything hits at the right time everything slows back down at the right time but there's just a little bit added attitude, which is great. Like it's that that bit's turned up a little bit more. And I think that that's what makes the album work so well. Um, yeah, it's 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 a really strong first album, though. It's just the first step into her world domination. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where it's heading with the three arena here. Apparently yeah. she's massive here compared to not everywhere else. This is like yeah. she's the playing gas, places works, like that. Works out. Yeah, I don't know what that is about. She, uh, she, she just, just played here play a lot. A lot yeah. Here, yeah. So any parents out there who are listening to this, you could probably play this for your kids. Play Definitely. this for your kids and definitely them, bring, get, bring, start them, to bring them to see her because it's going to be a lovely any, show. Any kids out there, you can probably play this for your parents too. Yeah, I feel yes. like this yes. is, in this the car. It's a good car album. Yeah, start being sound again. On the way to church. Yeah. On the way home from church. You know, get a sing song going. Oh, okay. Here's a little bit more from Secrets album. It's called Mine Right Now. That is Sigrid, uh, Sucker Punch, the album of the week this week. And we move on to songs of the week. And our first one this week is from the Chemical Brothers. We've got to try. That's the Chemical Brothers with We've Got to Try. Not the first time we've had uh, talked about the Chemical Brothers recently because they've released a number of songs before their album in April 12th called No Geography. And um, this again is kind of going back to their own school roots again. A bit of a bit mm. of a first album vibe on that one, as well as uh, a sample, which uh, more soulful kind of stuff. So we're kind of here. We've kind of heard four different versions of the Chemical Brothers. They did, the last song was a very safe, kind of nice, housey track. And then they... Yeah, I mean it's been a bit of They're a difference. They're a bit random, aren't they? They can it's be. It's hard yeah. to, and uh, I don't, I'm, I don't always uh, identify them straight away as Chemical Brothers. Um, 
Like the last time I kind of really actually liked one of their tracks was the one they did with Q-Tip, which was which was brilliant. Yeah, they had some nice songs on their last album with Beck and uh, a few others on that album with St. Vincent. But the Beck one was my favorite. It's funny. Sure. They're, they're, They've become such a live act now that it's like hard to... Yeah, but to their, their sound isn't um, really identifiable. You don't it's think? Not, not, well, yeah, I think of, that's on. I think it is. Yeah, I think that yeah. sounds like Chemical yeah. Brothers again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, I think that's what I was disliked about them in the last while. Okay. When it, when it didn't sound too much like them, it just sounded a bit like a lot of other people. And yeah. Like, oh, okay, this is fine. Um, but there was some nice songs on the last one. The good thing, as we've talked about on this album, is that there's less guests on it. And I think they had guests-itis for a while. Yeah. They were just like cramming guests onto their album. And sometimes that's that's about like but they record a, label and they took it to a logical share. conclusion where then like every track had somebody on it, and you know for every song that's like um, the golden path with flaming lips or the Q tip galvanized one, you know there was others that were just like these are not good, you yeah. Know? And it's that's down to your vocal performance and, and who you're bringing in and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you're beholden to who you're bringing in sometimes as well in that way. But look, they they played here in December. It was. You know, they have a great reputation live. I We talked about the Prodigy last week, obviously, with Keith Flint passing. And you know, in terms of musical re- relevancy, they had definitely uh, dipped in terms of relevancy because they were going down a path that was diminishing returns where at least I can hear I can hear in the Chemical Brothers some excitement and mm. some interest. And yeah, I, that I, I haven't hear been again. really like my interest hasn't really been piqued by the the singles they've released so far but this has definitely kind of brought me around to actually looking forward to the album the music video is incredible as well um dogs, good good one about got dogs. a good dog if you want to make a good video just put just a dog, get a in, dog it. in it dogs but in this it. this song passed the test in that i liked it before i saw the video <laughs> so because if i'd seen the video i'm like do i just do i just like yeah. the dog but yeah, um no i do really really like this song i think it's an absolute banger um and i would like the album to be more this than the song that we last talked about a few okay. weeks ago, three weeks ago ish. Yeah. No, to a song from Mac DeMarco is called Nobody. I'm the preacher. A done decision. Another creature. Has lost its vision. That is Mac DeMarco, a new song called Nobody from the album Here Comes the Cowboy. Not to be confused with the Mitski album, 
which is called Be the Cowboy. Be the Cowboy. And, I, oh. and this song is called Nobody, not to be confused with the Mitski song called Nobody from Be the Cowboy. Were people oh. trying to make this a thing? Yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, they're from the same label. So oh, right, it's okay. like there was, you know, <laughs> like jaunty accusations that there, that his manager might have overheard a couple of meetings at Mitski, but she completely took it in her stride and was just like, no, I think it's fine. I think we make different enough music that it's grand. Yeah, but, that's uh, weird. It is. Yeah, yeah. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if he was trying to be a bit trolly. He's a bit of a strange character that way anyway. But, yeah. Um, Back to Marco. Yeah. Kind of yeah, thing yeah. he would do. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um, he's just odd. Like Sometimes like his reputation doesn't quite fit with the music that he makes sometimes. Right? No, it doesn't. But I, th- also, I think it did on, on the early stuff. Like that first album um, was so kind of um, just a bit strange. And for me, like the melodies never were really what they should be. Because he was going down this kind of more strange path. This is just lovely. Like, yeah, it's very really subtly done. This. I love the the synth in the background that just kind of grows and mm. like it's just a simple guitar that just keeps going and yeah. going. And, and it could just be down to him listening to more Bonnie Prince Billy or just yeah. listening to a lot more country music and keeping it a little bit more simple. Yeah. And I loved Salad Days. Um, it does sound very different to me. I, I'm a fan, I have to say, but I. I oh I'm always surprised with how popular he is. Like he he headlines yeah. really big festivals, and yeah. I he's not saying anything outrageous. He's not saying anything. He's not incredibly gifted. I think you just like him or you don't. I think he, that's he the seems thing. like a bit of a buzzer. Yeah, he seems like he's good fun. Yeah, um, he's the kind of person you meet at like when it's like a quarter to eight in the morning and it's time to get a taxi home, and you're at an after session. You're like, do you know what? Actually, I'm just gonna buzz with this guy. Yeah, <laughs> like he's. He's really, really odd, but this is a, a much more grown up sound from him, I think. Um his his last record went more um a bit more grown up. Have you seen him live is, at all? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. I like I thought I, I saw him at Vera two years ago and I thought he somehow manages to translate those very simple songs into quite big songs. Yeah. And it's really impressive because yeah, it I just saw shouldn't Primavera. work. But I don't think I've seen I've never I'd like to see him in an intimate gig. I wondered is he <coughs> Is he able for that? Is he playing Vicar Street as well soon? I think he is. Yeah, I think it's Vicar Street. Yeah, yeah. yeah That'll be probably as intimate as you'll get, really. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, yeah, do you want to talk about this well, I just other think, thing with Mac yeah, DeMarco? so I think just on What's an... this op- other thing? Oh, I don't... I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. Um, so... Yeah, it's just, you know, on an episode, especially when we're talking about like Michael Jackson and cancelling culture and all that kind of stuff, a, a story kind of, I don't know if it came out or if it resurfaced. Um, it's from 2015 first, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, where this this person who was, um, who spent an evening kind of hanging out with Mac and his band and they went to this like kind of college party um and so allegedly they go to this college party, Mac and one of his bandmates are just acting like idiots, sort of like whipping it out at every turn, just running around the place naked and stuff. And then his friend or then bandmate just sort of like, it's already grim. He just like sits on the couch and starts masturbating and then Mac starts filming it, which, you know, just stupid stuff to do but there were apparently like minors at the party and we say minors you're like there was 16 17 year olds yeah. around the place yeah. at this party yeah and that, i think the person says 15 right yeah which is like the 
in the state that it um, was alleged to have happened in the age of consent is 16. Not that you can consent to somebody like masturbating at a party. Like that's just, you know, that's public indecency, whatever way you look at it. But just thought it was kind of... I, I didn't want us to do this episode, talk about Michael Jackson earlier and then talk about Mac DeMarco and not address that this is a thing that is being talked about. Yeah. I'm not equating the two things. It's not quite the same as but as it's that. it's there. Uh, I, I feel I feel um I'm I'm not saying this in, in any relation to the last comment I just made that I'm a fan of his. I do genuinely feel that with especially now and with cancel culture and all of that there has to be a small uh, bit of room made for people who go here that was really shit I feel gross about it and now yeah. I know that that's really bad form so I'm sorry yeah you know and as in it's we can all have to check ourselves in loads of Absolutely. stuff that we do yeah uh things we say online about people texts yeah. we send things that you things that no one said weren't cool or not fair or yeah fucking gross to do now that we know better act better yeah um, exactly yeah i yeah, and so i feel I'm that not, i feel that way about things i've said and done or taken part in or not stood up and said or not supported somebody on and i think um i sort of feel that way like i remember louis ck i remember sarah silverman saying that about louis ck just going here, what he did was super, super douchey and horrible. Mm. But like, there has to be, I'm not supporting him, mm. but people need to be able to go, oh, lads, I'm so gross. Can you forgive me? Can I make amends? Mm. And I think if people do that, then yeah, well, there that has to be allowed, there has to be room given for that as well. Yeah, mm. well, that situation is, there's degrees of that. And like, you that know, is also you, different. Yeah, but I, yeah. And yeah. I think, and I think there's definitely degrees of that. And I don't, yeah. you know, what I'm saying is like the, that same thing of, um, like, there, I think there's a difference between malicious behavior and just being a fucking idiot. Thoughtless, yeah. really thoughtless behavior. Yeah. And that, that going forward is something that you're able to say. Yeah. Here, uh, shit I'm really mortified about that yeah do you mind so I just I, I guess I just didn't want to play the song and make it seem like we were just going to ignore it so yeah it's of there. course there we go and once yeah. and that's the thing once you have that in your knowledge then it opens up a discussion and yeah. all that we can do going forward is discuss things because discussion is really helpful and that people get to make up their minds about things and feel supported in changing how they language they use and yeah, how we're all learning has we're he learning. responded to this at all is he yeah so i saw a screenshot where um he did an ama on reddit and somebody said hey mac do you or uh, i think it was actually the original poster said hey mac do you remember masturbating in front of minors at a party and then linked the um the article and he responded to that with just like yeah and so it wasn't it's not like he yeah, yeah. i think that's what kind of bothered me again that was just a screenshot so i don't know i i i went through I the have a little chat with his lawyer nonetheless <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this is something that's happened to me very recently and it's a new phenomenon is that like you might like i say i put a song up uh saying that i was listening to it on spotify for example and somebody originally came right back to me and was like oh do you not know about the uh allegations against that person and i was like no i didn't i was just listening to a song i, I was thought it was good yeah and now it's like oh. as in they saw you in the they saw me listening to it thing. yeah yeah, oh, yeah. and they were like do you not know 
or no, I put it up on on uh, Instagram stories as a okay. song I was into at yeah. that time. And I, I'm literally like 20 minutes later, it was like, oh, have you not heard about these allegations? Mm. And it sent me to like, so, like that, a collection of screenshots and like stuff that I was like, oh, fuck's sake. I but just, there has to be room to just like kind of friend, like point that stuff out in a friendly way. Like not everybody is as yeah, online as everybody that's else That's what I is. wanted to get to as well. I think uh, there's a huge, I think the dangerous part of cancel culture is the people going because people want to people some people are so quick to distance themselves from it that actually pointing the finger and going you shouldn't listen to that like I it's not helpful it's not helpful it's going to make people more defiant and it's going to make people more resentful um and I think people do that definitely sexism and racism and all of the um isms (laughs) isms <laughs> isms I don't mean to categorize them yeah. like like they're all the same thing they're by no means not but mm. all of the same discriminations um some people want so much to distance themselves from it or not to be seen as being that way that they in order to <coughs> make themselves more distant from it they start pointing, pointing the, finger the finger and calling yeah. out people who are that yeah and that's where we all need to check ourselves. I but that's think what gets back absolutely. to me with that, like the idea of being a DJ and, and and having this line that's now clear where there's artists who are not allowed to play. Well, you feel like you're almost going to get to the point where you like, before you play a track, you'll have to double check that they haven't done anything. You know, they're kind of like, you know, it's kind of like that level of, I we're getting to this level of, oh my God, you can't do anything in case. Well, you I, I know I'm not playing R. Kelly everybody. and I'm not playing Michael Jackson and... If anyone approaches me about a new artist, I'm absolutely going to hear them out and go, yeah. thanks for that information. I'll read about it and I'll decide myself yeah. about it. Because It has to be a personal decision. Like. Yeah, it has to be a personal decision and out of duty, you feel obliged to or not. Um, but yeah, I think we're in a tricky, we're in a tricky zone now. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad these things, the, but the thing is they're evolving constantly yeah. and we have to give that room to evolve. And we're talking about it. Which and is... we're talking about it, exactly. So that was Mac DeMarco. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't mean at all to akin that situation with Louis um, CKs. It's just at the time yeah. you kind of do the same thing. We go, yeah. what? He was having a, like what? And then you go, oh, and you read more and more and more and more. And yeah. that's, that same thing, you know, of just like, Jesus, yeah, if re- they apologize. Repeated patterns as well. Repeated patterns, yeah. Do. But, you know, if somebody, like there's incidents where there's not a repeated pattern mm. and and they do come forward with a, with a very earnest uh, apology or an acknowledgement of their absent-mindedness, that person deserves some room to prove themselves to be a slightly better, uh, a yeah. more responsible uh drunk you know or whatever it is that they fall down in their morality yeah you know cool all right our last track of the week is from vampire weekend featuring steve lacey this is sunflower I don't know. 
that is Vampire Weekend from uh, their forthcoming album, which is called Father of the Bride. Hmm, interesting title. Um, I really like this song, actually. I didn't um, expect you to like this. Did you not? No. It's real, like, Wes Anderson track or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's it's something like that. Yeah, I just really like it. I just like it's a it's a bit of a bop. It's different from what you'd expect from Vampire Weekend. It's got something else going on. Yeah, I just like it. It's good. I like it too. I was kind of going, oh, I don't know how this is going to fit. Um, but yeah, I'm into it. Um, you, I mean, if it was Simon Pala, I'd be a bit like, oh, that's a little. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of similar enough to it. But yeah, I definitely got a Beatles vibe off it. Did you? Yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. Um, and then I watched the video and I was like, um, what are you doing there, Jerry Seinfeld, please? <laughs> oh, yeah. Jerry please Seinfeld's in the video, directed video. by Jonah Hill. Um yeah, I don't know. I mean, at this they point, could have just been just... buzzing around, and he's like, "Do you want to be in this pop video?" Yeah. Well, <coughs> oh, you, you have a theory about that, do you? Well, they like for for a while on the Vampire Weekend Instagram account, um, they've been doing. I think it's either Seinfeld Saturday or Seinfeld Sunday, where they're like posting, um, short clips from the show, um, with some kind of Vampire Weekend reference in it. So I'm assuming that that was their kind of lead up campaign. To ah, having okay. Them, uh, ha- having him in in their video, but um. Yeah, I really like this song. It's odd. It's strange. It reminds me of like, I like it in the same way that I like Cousins off their second record, was it? Yeah, um, off Contra. And just because it's that little bit more out there, it's not exactly the most melodic thing in the world, but it's it, it sort of hits in a very strange way. Um, they're continuing to do the thing that I really enjoyed at the beginning of their of their rollout for this album, which is that they're posting like the tab to all of the guitar parts, like right. on their Instagram or on their Twitter or wherever, which is just this is really nice. It's just kind of a nice way for them to like include their fans in it. And their fans have been sending back videos of them playing the songs and stuff, which is just, yeah. They're just, they're, they're good boys. I completely Seinfeld love feels on brand for them, for sure. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, definitely. Totally. Yeah, they should, they should do like some like groovy bass lines or something. Um, yeah, and he feels on brand for this, um, yeah. for this song. For Very sure. Good. Cool. That's, um, I don't know actually know when the date is. Uh, do you have a date, release date uh, there for? I did know, but now I forgot to check that. Anyway, it's too. April-ish. Yeah, yeah, it's in, I think it's in April. That's it for our tracks of the week. Um, before we go, I had a quick chat with um, some singers and poets and songwriters. This Land is a show that's debuting as part of the St. Patrick's Festival. Um, it is a production from Candlelight Theatre featuring a group of multicultural singers, musicians, rappers, poets and performers who recently arrived to Ireland um, presenting a, a theatrical and musical experience. Um, it is inspired by Ireland's old myth- mythological tales and uh, brings the these people's new experiences and their uh, experiences from where they're from into the show. And so last week, Farah L, um, Tracy Sefu and Sate came in for a quick chat about what they're up to as part of this land. It's people you love the most to change your heart. The hurt you the most, you've become rock-hard Clinging on to life, trying to survive Okay, so I'll go from left to right here and you can tell me uh, who you are and uh, what's your role in the project. My name is Sate. 
I'm a rapper, I sing, I pretty much do the whole thing. And what I'm doing in the project is um, I'll be playing a role, um, fainting, right? Yeah, I'll be playing a role. And then I'll be um, rapping as well, so I'll be doing a bit of music. Yeah. I'm Farah L. I am a singer-songwriter. I'm also going to be in the show, going to be singing a little bit in Arabic. And I'm also a creative coach in the project. Hello, um, I'm Tracy Sefu. I'm a singer-songwriter and I'm playing the role of Kesa, the first lady in Ireland. Yeah, I'm stuck in the jungle trying to survive on my own. The people I love want me for dead now, I feel like I'm good on my own. Pain in my heart, hard to absorb, so I put my emotions in songs. I cannot explain how I feel right now, I'm painted and right on my wrongs. Smoking gelato, I'm high like the sky and I've been paranoid. So how did you guys get together in terms of the project? Uh, when, what were the origins of it for you? The project came about in Mosni with uh, different groups that are into poet, music and rapping. They wanted to do this project with us because we are all from different backgrounds and we are describing what it's like to come from far, staying here and making futures in Ireland. Yeah. And so when did you start working on it? Our first meeting was in December, mid-December. And was just really talking about what the project is going to be about and how we're going to produce it. Yeah. So when you have different musical styles and different uh, voices, how do you start to bridge them all together into one cohesive whole? What was the genesis of that idea for you guys? There's a part in the project where um, it's about like people coming from like a different place to like a new place with like music whatever so like we like when we sat down we kind of felt like music was going to be um a good part of the thing so like i being the the rapper and all that i kind of felt like if i put like my style to it it was going to be um like a a good break you know what i mean to like kind of like um come in with like the storytelling and all that you know what i mean and kind of give it that break where someone is doing music so yeah i kind of felt like that fitted in well and i was very happy to like feel in that place you know what i mean uh, and in terms of the music then for the kind of title song i guess you'd call it um you worked with a few different people on that right yeah. so who was involved in that one i wrote the song and Sate wrote the song and Farah is playing the instrumental and co-producing. And Diffusion Lab as well. Yeah, Diffusion Lab, yeah. We, yeah, yeah, they did a good job recorded there. Yes, and also Shifra Quinlan, thank you yeah. for putting this all together and Candlelit Tales as well. Yeah. This is all a collaboration of, of a lot of people's work. Is it then uh, difficult to represent different types of people in that one place like how are you able to bring your own you all have different backgrounds you're from different places so you know in terms of the show how are you representing that are you representing that in terms of um, your own experiences obviously but musically are you doing that as well obviously like i'm friends with like different people from like different places you know what i mean so like i get to hear their stories as well so as an artist like i felt like my role was to like bring in all this like stories together and kind of like 
putting the issues that we face today as well, like as a people, not just like different people, you know what I mean, as one. Yes, so I kind of feel like we're doing a good job in terms of like putting everything together and like representing everyone. Yeah. The song just, it's like a coping mechanism for me because I feel like I do so much for other people and I don't get that in return. So it was a way of expressing something that I otherwise wouldn't express to people personally. So it's just a way of coping with different emotions. Nice. So for me, when, when I heard of the song, like when she presented it to me, um, I kind of got like the idea of like surviving, you know what I mean? Like being on your own and all that. And um, yeah, I kind of like wrote to that. And uh, on my verse, I, I added as well, like um, being the, um, the idea of like being different and how people look at you crazy when you're different, you know what I mean? So like people expect you to be like this one thing and when you're a different thing, they're like, nah. You know what I mean? So I kind of feel, I, I kind of address that in my verse as well. Like, it's okay to be different, you know what I mean? You don't have to do like yeah. what everyone else is doing. So you can be your own person and still be normal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of an, it's going to be a bit of an inspirational thing, I think, because you guys are working together. You're you're drawn from your own different backgrounds, but you're also, you're, you're protecting, you're presenting a united kind of front in a way, because it's which is really nice because you know it's a multicultural that's right experience. But yeah, it's also right. and it's good, really good that it's part of St Patrick's Festival because, yeah. you know, I think the festival has shown us that it's changed a lot in the last few yeah. years. It's trying to, um, answer that question about identity, yeah, especially in Ireland currently, which yeah. is you know something that's always changing and something that it really needs to. Yeah. So it's a, a good thing to me that the festival is using the St. Patrick's Day, it's a very traditional idea of what Ireland is to yeah. use, to expand upon a new idea of what Ireland is and what it currently is now. So yeah, yeah. you guys are kind of representing that in a way. Yeah, that's 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 right. And like speaking of um, <laughs> St. Patrick's as well, like obviously it's like the biggest festival in the world and like just being part of it is just like amazing, yeah. you know what I mean? That's going to be like that one memory that's going to stick with me for life. So... I'm just excited, man. Like, I can't wait to like, do this thing, man. Sweet. Great. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you all for coming in, and I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, best of luck with the show. Thank, thank you for you. having us. Thanks to Fire L, Tracy and Sate for coming in. Uh, this land it will be performed on the 15th of March. That's this Friday at the Civic Theatre, Tala. Um, and also Saturday, 16th of March at the Studio National Concert Hall, Dublin 2. You can check that out on stpatricksfestival.ie. And that's almost it for us this week. Um, Sally, every week before we finish, I usually ask, um, Dre, what you're reading or listening or watching this week. Ah, so um, any anything anything on your mind? Or just lately, anything yeah. you're enjoying? I um, I just spent uh, January in uh, Mexico with four, three friends, and when I came home, I got into bed and I watched telly for I would say five days solid, perhaps. It was part just like 
like coming down viciously off trip of a lifetime, but also I'd I'd realized how much I actually do watch, and then I felt like I needed to catch up. Yeah, which is insane. That's just binging on <laughs> unhealthy things your brain. So I saw everything. I, I'm up to date with everything. I think I've seen all of the shows. Um, but yesterday I just finished the new Ricky Gervais. Oh um, yeah, I heard that was good. I, I absolutely loved it. It's called Afterlife. It's on Netflix. Um, it's, I think it's probably the best stuff he's done. Um, but then I read this really shit review of it today on The Guardian and I, your man just didn't, I, I think Gervais is, you love him or you hate him, right? Do you feel like that? I, I, I see. I, I'm, I'm funny because, like, I as a person now, I can't stand him. I can't stand the, you know, I'm trying to offend everybody, and you should never find anything offensive. So that means I get to say something transphobic thing. But The Office is a work of genius, and it is like it rotates in and around my yeah. top three shows of all time. So he is a genius. But I'm going to give this show a shot and I'm going to go in. I think you'll love it for for that because his shittiness and his his crapness and his meanness and his rudeness in it is all because he's grieving really hard. And um, I won't give too much away. Does it excuse it in any way? No, he comes, he's aware of it and he's like, yeah, shit, that's shit. I'm really sorry. Okay. You know, well, not I'm really sorry, but just that he knows he has to stop. Okay. Um, so it's it's a little more responsible, I would say. Uh, it feels like it's more personal. And the show starts out with a, a video clip. I, and I don't think I'm giving anything away because I think the trailer gives us away. But it starts out with uh, him just watching a video clip of his beloved wife that he'd been married to for 25 years uh, with a headscarf on saying, if you're watching this video... I'm obviously not around anymore. Mm. Um, and I think I told you how much I love you, but I need to tell you how useless you are at some things. And I'm worried about you not being able to look after yourself. So she just proceeds to tell him when the bins go out and right. what bin goes out and what night. And, but then it, it, that just keeps changing through the, through okay. the series of more and uh, more things she thinks she needs to tell him. And it's, it's, it's the only show I've watched for a while where you are Dying laughing one second and you are in tears the next. It's, I think it's really great. Great. I think it's worth a watch. Um, There's a show called Better Things, which has a Louis C.K. connection because he did uh, produce it, I think, originally. wrote some of it, I think. Yeah, 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 which he's obviously no longer involved in, but uh, Pamela Adlon. I loved that. Yeah, there's a new series of it and I'm watching some of them. Oh, is there a new one up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Third season is up. Turns out I haven't seen everything. There you go. You you never can. Uh, I loved Escape from Dannemora. Did you see that? No, what's that? Um, So it's a... Based on a true story as well. Ben Stiller directed it. It's a 10 part series, nine maybe, um, about an actual prison uh, prison bust in uh, upstate New York. And like Patric- a prison break? Yeah, oh, it's I like a, they break, a prison break. Oh yeah, so they break oh. out of prison in a fucking cool way. Um, okay, this is my kind of thing. <laughs> Benicio Del Toro, Paul Dana are the prisoners and Patricia Arquette is a woman that works in, teaches them uh, shop, teaches them how to sew. And her character is incredible. It's very slow paced, but I had the time. I, yeah. You know, I'd been away for a month and um, I really loved that. And awesome. Ben Stiller as director, I was like, wow, that's, it was quite impressive. I loved that. Oh, and you sent me Border as well. I, I, oh, I watched Border. Oh my God. Yeah. 
it's it, that's that also hasn't left me in the same way that of all of the other icky things that I've watched recently. But this is this is astoundingly icky. It's yeah. this is it's still phenomenal, and I think it's one of the best. Can't things say I've too ever much seen. about it without giving it away. I don't. I would um, say don't watch, don't don't read or watch anything about it. I actually just passed just the IFI. It. It's in the IFI. It's on the IFI this week. Okay. It's on the lighthouse. Do you as well. like? I mean, I, I wouldn't consider myself able for scary kind of horror-y. I, I, dark into it yeah, yeah love it. you'll love this okay um, but also it's still a really beautiful story it's yeah it's mental. not it's not scary in this it's more like weird and it's, unsettling. Sort of it's very unsettling. weird yeah. and unsettling yeah. um, okay. but actually I sent it to my friend Bill who is a folklorist archaeologist historian like that there's only three of the nine things he does professionally <laughs> uh, and he said that based on Nordic folklore it is very, it, it's extremely clever The because it's quite factual, not as factual as you can be before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As in it's, uh, it's true. It has it's roots. It's true yeah, to yeah. its, yeah, to, to notions of. To myths and maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and, that but also that there's a double twist in it that they link in these two things very cleverly. Okay. I I think it's one of the best things I've ever seen. And the, the yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Cool. Um, and it was yourself? kind of a little bit like a puke. Like if you saw it, you had to make your friend watch it straight away as well. <laughs> this is not fair if you were the, you were the only one who had to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, Sinead Gleason's new book, um, Constellations, is out. Oh, it's yeah, a collection yeah. of short stories, uh, essays. Really gorgeous. Um, that's all. But yeah, mostly just been consuming TV like, like a like a I don't know a child who. <laughs> On a Saturday morning, parents don't live together and let them watch too much TV in both different households. I don't know. Yeah, sure. It's <laughs> a thing, right? That could be a thing. Um, yeah, go and see those things. I awesome. think you'd love Dan Escape with Dynamore. It's great. I will. I will check that out. Um, I have been. So I've been binging Better Call Saul. Um, I'm very up to date, as you can tell. Um, absolutely loving it. Not finished it yet, so not ready to give my full verdict. But but you're on season four now. I'm on season four now, and I started a couple of weeks ago, and I'm I'm hooked. It's yeah, it's great. Fantastic. It's a great show. It's, it's great, absolutely yeah. fantastic. It's it's developed characters that I liked from Breaking Bad in really interesting ways. I didn't expect them to be. And it's introduced new characters that I just love and have a place in my heart now forever. And I absolutely adore it. Um, yeah, and it's not over yet. It's Yeah, yeah, it's more more coming. Um, listening wise, I listened to the Stella Donnelly album, uh, Beware the Dogs. I yeah. thought it was good. I wasn't really into it myself. Um, but it wasn't like... I didn't want to make the case for it to be the album of the week because I didn't feel like I'd have yeah. too much to well, say. Well, the other album we were talking about for this week was the Foles album. That is the other one that I listened to. Just like remain wholly unimpressed and unconvinced by them as a band. I don't I don't get it. Um, I really like the new album. I really yeah. like it a lot. I think there's a lot of new textures, new kind of songwriting in it that they yeah. have never done before. I, I do like... feel like it's not them, it's me. And I must just be missing something, but there's just something in them that just doesn't click for me and um I think I tried and tried and tried for many years but I listened to that album and I was like if I never go back to it again that that'll You'll be fine okay. that'll yeah. be fine yeah um well I'm glad we didn't make you do it for yeah, a thank you for that <laughs> um that's it really um just you know continuing to love first dates it's the best thing on television it really is I love first dates it's just like it's my it, that would be my guilty pleasure for it was like yeah. I don't feel guilty about it at all but and I Goggle just Box. love it you watch Goggle Box? I love Gogglebox my parents were watching yeah, it last it. week I was love watching Gogglebox. I really do there's uh, yeah there's something I think it's for everyone I think people go what do we watch on telly no don't get it but then you just do become connected to the 
to the to the they're not characters they're real people. characters as well and then you start like following their twitter and stuff and you're like yeah. oh my god we're all connected by watching telly this is weird yeah but it is cute there's something mad cute about and it and i think especially when like something like brexit happens or a yeah. big massive story happens and you get all these different perspectives it kind of joins everybody together in the same way that like twitter doesn't and yeah like, because you know these people you know their interests and yeah you're in their living rooms with them they've invited yeah. you in and loads of them have really nice dogs and stuff as well they all have really them. nice dogs um i think that bolton brother and sister get a bit too much airplay i think they're the Which only two that kind of annoy me he's something kind of skinny and they're they're kind of very young and they're i mean they're not oh i think i do know yeah who's your favorite who do you love um like on the On the UK one, is it John and Mary? The, is oh, that names? the party are, steady on, Nutty. Oh, they are just <laughs> unbelievable. But you couldn't write characters like that. No. They're like from, like from an, um, uh, what do you call them? That brilliant writer, is it Alan, um, Alan, Alan Bennett? They're like an oh, Alan yeah. Bennett. They're yeah, like yeah. Dick, yeah. a couple from Alan Bennett or something. Yeah. They're just, oh, prepared to be devastated, Nutty. <laughs> So I love how much he winds her up. Yeah. He knows exactly how to melt her head. Oh, they're brilliant. You should get on her. I think you'd love it. I think you and Aoife would love it. I've seen a bit of it. And you didn't, didn't. It's not that no. I, I've enjoyed it, but I like it's not something I don't. It's have one of those time. things where I feel like I'd be really good on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I could do that. But yeah, there's <laughs> the I feel like we're really lucky with TV at the minute. I feel like there's loads on. Yeah, there's lots of great stuff. It is almost too much. Yeah, it, there is too to much, to and it's unfortunate it. that I've finished all of it. Oh well. So if there's more things I need There'll to be see, more do stuff tell coming me. around. Yeah. Uh, have you seen High Maintenance? <laughs> yes. Uh, I loved new, all the there's a new season of High Maintenance. Is there? It's brilliant. It's so good. I went back only six, and did the only six episodes. Original High Maintenance. Have you seen those yeah, ones the before? Ones, yeah. yeah, the short ones, yeah. Amazing. They're great. Yeah. Um and what's that's the one other? of my favorite shows for sure. I loved that. Um and actually um the beautiful one that's on uh, Netflix the minute called Sex Education. That's wonderful. Oh, I haven't seen that. I just, really, I just finished that actually. Really magnificent. It's yeah. Excellent. It's shot in a kind of a no decade. It could be eighties, could be yeah. you know, obviously it's modern. It's kind of Wes Anderson as well, I yeah, guess, maybe really with the set and I, stuff. Idyllic kind of English countryside stuff. It's just fantastic. It's progressive. It, it gets everything that it tackles right without being, you know, preachy. And and yeah. I think there's people I know who have teenage sons and daughters who watch it. Maybe mm. not together. Yeah. But I definitely yeah. think my friends who have teenage boys and girls are watching it and enjoying it as much as their teenagers are watching it. I wish it. I'd seen it as a teenager. Oh, if there was a show like that for me as a teenager, yeah. I'd, I think I'd be a different person. I just had Skins, which was not the show. <laughs> I didn't even have Skins. I had Coronation Street Love. <laughs> We're lucky with Skins. Yeah. No, I think Six Feet Under was the first kind of one yeah. that had a bit of an impact on me and that wasn't even at all for, it just felt really edgy and weird and sure. little grown up. Yeah. Mm. Have you um, seen Fleabag is back as well? I yeah, really like that I, show. As due to Olivia Coleman getting the um getting the Oscar. Can't be a bad thing. Can be a bad thing. And actually I I just watched um I just watched uh what's the, the favorite? The favorite. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, it's really good. I She's really great. Like yeah. I just I just I didn't know that uh, David Tennant actually had a podcast till recently and uh, my friend Keen was telling me about it. And last night I listened to his first one. It's called David Tennant does a podcast or, or something, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he and he interviews her and obviously they're all friends from Broadchurch and it's a lovely podcast and it's the start of him doing his podcast so he's probably if, if you're into it I'd say 
it's an interesting one because it's his first one and they're just kind of having a bit of crack. That's but she's as endearing as charming as ever. So yeah. I'd recommend that if somebody was looking for a new podcast because... You must be always looking for a new podcast, people. <laughs> always. Well, speaking of new things, you have a you have a, you're starting a club night soon, aren't yes, you? Yes, I am in um, the old Lily's Bordello, which is gone forever. Gone, uh, it's going to be forgotten. called uh, Lost Lane. It's a very exciting new club with a beautiful sound system built by the wonderful Toby Hatchett and um, myself and Caitlin Harding. And Claire Beck are going to be doing a new night called Lost in Sound. That's a Saturday nights every week. Saturday night every week. Uh, we'll have some guests as well in to DJ with us. I'm insanely excited about it. Yeah. I've wanted to have uh, a new. It's always really good to share a club night with people, as you know, it's, it's not you don't have the full responsibility of it. Yeah. But also people that you want to hang out with and, and, and play tunes with more. And I just liked the vibe. I just liked the notion of just a girls doing it, that there's room there to do loads of other alternative things. When does that kick off? So I think um, end of April, I think the April, launch. April 13th April is your 13th first night? Is, oh, is well, it, our first one, yeah. Yeah, we're start, I'm doing the Friday nights called Spacer. Spacer um, sounds amazing and your artwork is gorgeous, by the way. Thanks. Rob Marillo did ours. Worked on that myself. Um, did, did you? Yeah, well, I, great. I took the took the logo from somewhere nice and then it's from Shutterstock, actually. And Shutterstock? Worked it up. Worked Just it got up. rid of the Shutterstock? No, no, no. I paid for joking. it. I paid for it. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm looking forward to as well. The first yeah. night that we're doing is on the 12th. And I have Keen Quivon coming in and myself and himself are going to do that. And then I'm also looking forward to the idea that you can bring in people who don't get to play that much or yeah. maybe younger people who, you know... Could That's play the thing. more. I want there's there's loads of people I want to play with a bit more like because it's weekly as well. You can kind of do that more. Yeah, so and I'm also I like part. the notion of uh, whatever bands are on just before us. Like if there's a if there's a band that I know somebody in it, get them to DJ back to back and keep the crowd there for that. There's loads of room to do loads of really fun stuff, and it's really nice for us to have a venue again that yeah. we can go and hang out in. A That's really sound. And you're not going to not get in if you're wearing sneakers or there's no yeah. VIP nonsense. All that stuff is dropped. It's for everybody, which is what music is for everybody. So that's that's a really exciting part of it, you know? Yeah, great. Okay, I think that's enough for, for us this week. Uh, thanks Things for coming in. They Sally. have enough. They have enough to be listening to, watching and thinking about wearing to go to dance. Exactly. So. <laughs> spoiled, spoiled. Um, Dre, thanks so much. Thank uh, you. I'm going to play, finish with a song from a Waterford band released an album last Friday. Um, and I've been really enjoying it. It's called, uh, they're called Chrome Yellow with no H in the chrome. And this song is called Wash Basket Earpiece. So there you go. Thanks very much. And talk me, to you guys. next week. Yeah. Thanks, Ali. Thank you for coming in. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Talk to you later.
Stress. 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.